open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We're here at Money 2020, and I got an awesome guest with us today. It's going to be a tremendous interview. Nicholas Carey, he's CEO of Blockchain.info. It's the largest mobile wallet, 2.3 million users, 2.5 million users, some absurd number, and just raised the largest single round in Bitcoin, $30.5 million from Lightspeed Ventures. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Thanks, Trace. Tell us a little bit about blockchain. Like, how did you get involved in Bitcoin? You're a Bitcoin-only company. Like, can you maybe explain that? Just give us an overview. Okay. So I guess I'll start with the company's history first, and then I'll tie in kind of how I got involved with Bitcoin and then blockchain. So blockchain was started in 2011 by Ben Reeves, a programmer in the United Kingdom. And it sort of started as a project to allow people to study basic currency statistics and track double spends. Ben was really interested and keen to listen to the community and keep building things that they wanted. So he added more pages, more charts, and eventually built a wallet service on blockchain that was very innovative. We call it web-assisted, but basically... It's a software package that gets loaded in the browser itself, and we store an encrypted text file, basically, as a backup of your wallet. And so we actually never have custody over your private keys, which is really critical in Bitcoin. The benefit of this approach is that with a web wallet, you can actually access it from anywhere in the world. So it's really, really handy for people that want to go out and transact in Bitcoin. Ben also created and built an Android wallet, an iOS wallet, a Chrome extension, a Firefox extension, open-sourced everything, built a lot of community trust, and then um, also built a lot of software, well, we got, basically. We, we, we have the super node. Uh, it helps propagate transactions. We can check balances instantaneously. That's uh, accurate, All yeah. types of really helpful so things. So you can go to blockchain.info and track any transaction that's ever happened. And it's got a really slick interface for doing that. We've got some fantastic charts and information for anyone who's sort of getting interested in learning more about the Bitcoin economy. So anyway, that took a few years to build. I joined blockchain about a year ago. And uh, at the time, it was just Ben. One man operation went from doing something amazing by himself, really by an incredible level of dedication. Yeah, and I mean, we're talking like tens of millions of page views, yeah, like per month. I mean, this thing more than that, like it's absurd. over hundred million. Yeah, over a hundred million page views in a month. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah, blockchain is actually one of the most popular websites in the world of any kind, and by far and away the most popular in Bitcoin um, in terms of total traffic. So, I got involved in Bitcoin early 2012. One of my college friends is someone named Eric Voorhees, who's maybe been on this podcast before. I got involved in Bitcoin in 2012 um, because of my friend Eric Voorhees, who's kind of a famous Bitcoiner. Eric and I went to the University of Puget Sound together. Eric was a brainchild behind Satoshi Dice, worked at BitInstant as a founder of Coinapult, and a few other Bitcoin-related projects. So Eric had come out to New York to hang out with me. We were actually fishing on the Long Island Sound for these big flatfish called flounders, and he had just learned about Bitcoin, and he would not shut up about it. And I was real stressed out, and I just wanted to like sit in the sun and go fishing and drink a few beers, and he just wouldn't stop. He was a changed man. So I promised him that I would look into it, and uh, eventually I bought some of my first Bitcoins. 
just to kind of be curious about it in the same way that, you know, if you've got a friend that plays for a sports team, you might buy their jersey. So that's kind of how I fell into Bitcoin. And, calm uh, them down, get them off your back. Yeah, calm them down. Like, listen, I'll buy some. You just shut up for a little while, right? So uh, that turned well, out to be a real good idea. Well, there, there, there is quite a bit of vehemence between uh, Eric Voorhees and Roger Barron and myself. And yeah. You definitely don't want all three of us on your back. And I know Roger was actually a big investor in blockchain.info, so you're getting double teamed by yeah. Eric and Roger. It was uh, lots of pestering going on. So anyway, um, for me, it was uh, something that fascinated me very quickly. I studied computer science, and when I was young, I got degrees in economics, and I looked at a lot in the politics when I was in college, degrees in business as well. So Bitcoin kind of brought together a lot of things that were fascinating to me, global commerce, political things, uh, money, of course, and software, which is something I've always cared a lot about. I started my first company when I was 16 with one of my best friends. We used to build websites and, you know, this opportunity was one I couldn't pass up. So anyway, joined with Ben in the UK. We started putting a plan together for growing the company and been hiring folks aggressively the entire year. And yeah, we just recently closed a $30.5 million Series A. It was the first outside capital in the company ever. We were entirely bootstrapped for three years, just something a lot of people don't know about. We had made some money by selling advertising, but for us, we really, really thought it was important to keep all of our services free, all of our code open source, and do everything we could to help raise all the boats in the tide, really, in Bitcoin. Yeah, because blockchain.info, a lot of people don't really know this, unless they're developers, but there's a whole blockchain API that you guys provide. And here at the Money 2020 conference, there were 450 people in the hackathon over 50% of them built Bitcoin-specific projects. I think two out of 450 built on MasterCard's API. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't know how many built on Visa or PayPal's APIs or American Express. 225-plus building Bitcoin stuff. 70% of those built on blockchain's API, right? And then the other 30% on Chain's API. Yeah, it was an incredible turnout. Chain was also a sponsor of the hackathon along with blockchain. And by far and away, the developers, through just their voluntary choices, decided to build Bitcoin-related projects. And this shouldn't be a huge surprise, but they're excited about that. Two of the four top prizes went to Bitcoin projects. One of them went to a 16-year-old kid who programmatically in 24 hours found a way to reduce volatility of blockchain wallets by locking basically the value of Bitcoin to US dollars or other fixed assets. It was a really compelling idea. There are other services that do this in Bitcoin now, but for a 16-year-old kid to put that together in 24 hours is pretty interesting. And Tracy and I have been talking a bit about this, but it's so important to think a little bit about when the mind share of the developers in any industry start to build and go in a specific direction, that is very telling about the future of the development and the innovation because when they're basically abandoning ship off of other protocols and closed systems and moving in other directions, there are going to be amazing projects that come online. So I think the hackathon here at Money 2020 was really telling. Yeah, because two years before the rise of Apple and Android, all the developers began to leave BlackBerry. Uh, so they, I mean, they saw again. the sinking ship coming, yep. you know, all the mind share, the developers is really, they're building on chain API. They're building on blockchain API. We're actually going to be releasing with Armory, a lot of super node tools and things like that. I mean, all this foundational infrastructure, that's very important for the developers to build on. And that obviously is a very important part of blockchain.info, right? Can Definitely. you perhaps speak to a little bit about helping provide this foundation for developers to build on? So one of the very first things that the company did was actually document and open source all of our APIs as well. So those are APIs to interface with the Bitcoin protocol. It's 
studying transaction histories, our wallet APIs, all of those are available for free today. In fact, blockchain APIs are the most widely used by enterprises across the industry to support their services. So this hackathon was actually really important for us. We took a huge amount of feedback around what we need to do better and how to continue to improve. In fact, our wallets are just an expression of our own APIs. What's cool is that anyone can build their own wallet. So if you decided you wanted to create a new user experience, you can use blockchain APIs to do that so you don't have to do any of the heavy lifting and just put a new interface on it. So really excited about supporting developers, especially ones that are interested in doing Bitcoin-related projects. And we provide a very high level of support to developers. So got great documentation. You can visit blockchain.info forward slash APIs to get started. Yeah, and I think this is a very important point that you're hitting on is like your APIs, you guys obviously provide a lot of foundation for the Bitcoin industry, but we need this resiliency. You said, well, anybody can just take our APIs and make their own wallets. Having this increased resiliency, having, you know, additional companies providing APIs, having different reference implementations to the blockchain chain network. Do you perhaps talk a little bit to how, you know, really decentralized and making sure there aren't any single points of failure, like really large concentrated areas in the Bitcoin ecosystem actually makes the Bitcoin ecosystem as a whole much more resilient and much more solid and sound. Definitely. So programmers should always be thinking about how to build all their services with redundant systems in them. And we do need more services to come online in Bitcoin to help improve the resiliency. I think we're starting to see that this year has been a lot about APIs and a lot about improving user experiences. And it's not a big surprise that some very big funding rounds have moved into platform type of products. Right, like Chain, chain, chain raised $9 million. Side, or, uh, Blockstream is raising money. $15 million of Blockstream. I mean, anybody who's building you know, strong services, they're going to need to have a strategy around how to do developer advocacy and help other companies build Bitcoin. If you're going to be building a big service, like you might actually want to be having both Blockchain API and Chain API so you have this redundancy built into your program. Yeah, generally, if you're building any type of product or service, you're going to want to have multiple systems for fail-safes. Yeah. Now, you make this claim that blockchain.info is a pure Bitcoin company. Can you perhaps talk a little bit about being based out of London, being so international, and being a Bitcoin-only company? Like, what's that even mean? And how does it really make your job as a CEO easier because you have less pieces of risk to manage? Like, you don't have to worry about a bank failing or ATMs going down or credit cards not being processed, etc. Yeah, so this has been something that's been really interesting for the company. So for the last three years, we've been a completely bankless company. We did raise our Series A in both U.S. dollars and Bitcoin. So it's true that blockchain now has a bank account, but it's not tied to any consumer-focused services. It's just a treasury account. In fact, being a Bitcoin-only company has a huge amount of benefit. For things like doing payroll or moving transactions around the world when you're paying services, there is not a more efficient way than to use Bitcoin. It's just that simple. So I run payroll and it takes me five minutes. If I were to try and do that by sending wires around the world, it would take me several days. I would lose a lot of money in fees and it would be an incredible hassle. So all the employees at Blockchain, even though we just raised our money, are all paid in Bitcoin still. They want to be paid in Bitcoin and they're always excited when they get to be paid in Bitcoin as well. It helps us recruit. And um, in general, it reduces a lot of what is typically known as financial friction in our organization. So as a London-based team, we do have a very international company, but we're starting to focus on putting a footprint in one place. So we are going to be hiring aggressively on our development and product team to London and probably a couple other locations coming forward as we go to market in 2015. Awesome. Let's see. I think we're out of time. You got to run somewhere. So <laughs> always be it, running. Is there? Yeah, I'll, always be running. Always be selling. Always be evangelizing <laughs> Bitcoin. Is there any kind of parting thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience in general? 
Um, you know, I, personally, I'm a big fan of blockchain.info. I use Armory for my cold storage. I also use Armory for my warm storage. I use blockchain.info for my warm storage. And then I use blockchain.info for what I consider my hot wallet. I use the Apple iPhone app. I uh, really like it. I like the fact that you have a Chrome extension, which protects against potential man-in-the-middle attack. Correct. Uh, an attack vector that even the Coinbase multi-sig vault, quote-unquote, doesn't protect against. Um, so, you know, any any parting thoughts? You know, I'm a big fan of blockchain.info. Use it all the time. Find it to be a critical piece of infrastructure in the Bitcoin community. I guess just some parting thoughts would be for any entrepreneurs or people that are thinking about getting involved in the Bitcoin space, in the business of Bitcoin, jump in. You can really do it. And it doesn't require a crazy amount of infrastructure. It doesn't require a crazy amount of money. Be bootstrapped. Be very fiscally disciplined. Don't spend more money than you make. And then in terms of what you're going to see coming from blockchain in the future, we're going to be really focused on revisiting our user experiences and making them better. We know we have a lot of work to do there. Uh, we always say that we kind of have a Soviet aesthetic. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, blockchain was sort of successful despite its design. But uh, we're going to be ready to put services that are much more consumer friendly going forward. It's a long game. There is going to be many, many years of development in Bitcoins. Buckle up and yeah, keep an eye out for future updates at blockchain. Well, awesome. We're so thankful that you decided to take the time to be with us. CEO of blockchain.info, the largest Bitcoin wallet out there, 2.5 million users, largest round of venture funding, 30.5 million from Lightspeed Ventures. Nick Carey, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you very much, Trace. Awesome. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.